You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Ulda Guzman. Ulda, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Ulda, I want to talk about your show, um, They Come From Water. It's, it's, uh, it's up now and running through July 5th. Uh, Alexander McGruin, and um, it's a it's a beautiful show that we've seen. But I also want to talk about um, the whole idea for this show. There's there's so many uh, paintings in here that I love that we could go through, but let's just talk about the title to begin with. They come from water. This is what kind of unites some of this, right? This kind of um, very much sort of alive uh, series. Yes. Well. I I painted these works using a lot of water. <laughs> so so for the act of painting, water was very present. So I painted them actually horizontally so that I could use a lot of water in the process and you know allow the water to conduct the pigments and such. So that's why I wanted to have this title, which also refers to the narrative of the works, because I, I mean, I live in an island and water is very present, so refers to and, that and, as and, well. And, and, it, and so this this water, I mean, we're talking about huge gouaches. These are paintings, but these are. Um, you know, similar to watercolor, right, so to speak, which is what you mean when you say this is, there's an enormous amount of water used in the paintings. This isn't, this isn't acrylic. This is um, paint. This is water-based gouache, correct? Well, it's actually acrylic gouache. So I would say it's more similar to acrylic than to watercolor. Hmm. Um, but it's just, and, it just... I prefer it to acrylic. I switched from acrylic paint to these gouaches a few years ago because I discovered them that they have such a huge amount of pigment. So the colors are very, very bright and the, it's very matte. It's just like pure color and you don't, you don't get a lot of the 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 medium you know in acrylic it's like a sort of plastic so that turns me off a little bit so that's why I, I love these gouaches and they're from this Japanese brand called Turner they're just so good and rich yeah that's nice to hear so that's that's an interesting process I mean to begin with that the, right there's different meanings there they come from water is is so much about the the flora and fauna and and figures in here right but it's also literally in in an almost alchemical way you as kind of um you know sorceress almost right making these from from water i mean is that too far to go i mean that's how i see it that 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 art can be an almost sort of uh magical process it's coming from water it's kind of remarkable yeah, I think so. It's like, uh, I like that you say the word alchemy because it's um, you know, using different uh, materials to 
So, so yeah, it, it begins with the water, but then it solidifies, solidifies the pigment into these different shapes and things that are just very beautiful to me. Like the way, like it's different when the water conducts the materials instead of just the brushes or myself. So it's like, I feel like it's another participant aside from myself working on the paintings. I like that. And, and um, that's so, that's so kind of at once mysterious, but also that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I want to talk about one painting in here called the favorite show um, acrylic wash on linen. This is also a big P60 by 37 and these are of cats, right? Your cats, but then there's all these other animals in it. There's uh, really like multiple layers of reality from like the computer to what is the present to what is a painting or the, or the background. Um, this seems to stand out, this painting, not only for the, all the layers of reality, but also because of its sense of humor. Um, do, do you feel that way? Let's talk about this painting, the favorite show. Yes, I love this painting. It's very personal. It's 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 a portrait of my cats, which I I actually chose this image originally because of the humor, um, because I I just I had caught this image, this picture of my cats watching the show, and she was really into it. That was just so endearing, and. Uh, well, at the country house, when we go there, um, we're usually in the presence of horses. We we don't own horses ourselves. They're just like wild horses who come to our gardens and they enjoy our company, our music and, and stuff, and, and well, our gardens a lot. They, they eat all our flowers. But they're they're pretty wild. Like, they don't, they don't really have owners they're not ridden they they just roam around like you know like wild chickens or whatever and and it's funny that they they're always sticking their heads into our bungalows and seeing what's up and so i wanted to mm-hmm. speak about this like the Presence, but also this virtual reality where animals can be drawn into also. So it's kind of dangerous, right? <laughs> because it's like, uh, like uh, internet is dangerous for humans because we use it so much and we start to depend on it so much, but now it's like even our pets are depending on it. And so it's kind of funny, right. but also dangerous. <laughs> and that, is, that is funny. So, so where you live, there, there is. I mean, I thought that might have been a painting in the background, but this is an image of cats sitting no, on the bed watching a laptop. Yeah. And, but those are other animals that are actually in the neighborhood that are like looking at the same show. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I made their like their their chin laying on the on the edge of the window, 
like to make them participate into the scene because it's not a painting; it's an actual scene, and <laughs> they're part of the. What's well, it's it's a remarkable scene, right? That's why I had trouble reading it and why it drew me in. It's also um, a, a kind of remarkable scene, right? In terms of the the the, the natural world and the and the domestic world, right? Wild and domestic, uh, or I, I suppose all of these are domestic animals that we're we're looking at. I'm sorry, right? Are all of these domestic animals that we're looking at? Because at first I was thinking this is also like the domestic world and the wild world, but all the animals in the background, the the, the donkey or horse or other cats, those are all domestic animals as well on the farm? No. I mean, I guess it speaks of the borderline between domesticity and wildness because, like, what is, like, my cats are obviously domestic, like I've raised them. But the horses, as I said, are completely wild. Like, they, I don't think they even have owners. Like, they're just roaming around the mountains and they they like to come near us and our bungalows. So, so you know, it's like yeah. when I adopted my my kittens at first, they were living here with me, but they were so reluctant to to be to, to trusting me. Like they were living with me, but they wouldn't trust me. They wouldn't let me touch them for five months. They wouldn't let me touch them. And I'm not aggressive or anything. So I was like, why won't they? But then one time, once I brought them over to the countryside, and I think that's when they started to trust me because they saw that like they're they're not my prisoners they that we're actually in the, in the wild because our country house is like in the middle of nowhere so it's like a lot of nature and mountains and the ocean and so they realize that they're not my prisoners they they're they can just leave if they wanted to but you know <laughs> they're welcome to stay with me because i am just a caretaker i don't I don't like the term owning animals, owning pets. You know, I, I prefer caretaker. And um, so then they they did start to trust me, and because they were able to go outside and and go into the wild and interact with actually wild animals, and just come back into my bungalow for. For comfort and for food, obviously, and for their shows that <laughs> they got used to. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love that story, and um, and I, I I love the sense of humor in it, and that and and all these layers that we're talking about. You know, in, in the sense of humor also stands in contrast to some of the others because these are these paintings or many of them are also um, about the environment around you, right? And the and the and the kind of catastrophic things that are that are happening around you is is that correct? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm definitely inspired by the things going on around me, and mostly in in the country, in the seaside. So the so the image um, Avatara, which you know, yeah. seems to be about about just that. Um, that that looks almost like a kind of uh, 
uh, kind of mystical happening there or something, you know. Yeah. But the sky and the landscape is, is is kind of fantastic with an animal in it and a very unusual uh, palette. Um, this is a really exciting, exciting painting. Um, yeah, how, how does this relate to the? To, yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. Well, th- this painting came to be um, as uh, well. I, I actually started as an abstract painting because I've always wanted to be an abstract painter, but I've never been able to make an abstract painting. Like I always end up adding figuration to it. So it was abstract at first. And so I was just, you know, working on just planes of color and shapes and, you know, just different rhythms and harmonies of colors and stuff. And so when I added the figurative elements, I was reluctant to eliminating completely the abstraction. So I decided to leave one of the shapes that had been there before and just as um, as element of, um, that makes you think of the mystery of life. So, yeah, so if you want to say divinity or... or supernatural elements, but, you know, just something of the great mystery of life. I love that. And um, and so many of these paintings seem to be imbued with that. There's there's also, um, it seems, a consistency in your, your self-portraits, right? Your self-portraits, um, I, really, I really love the images that, that appear to have you in it, seem also full of a very unusual sense of humor and place. Um, am I reading that right? I mean, I, I, I smile when I, when I look at those. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Because actually I painted those, you know, while I was painting, I was trying to summon like, um, an attitude or a like an aura of blissfulness so that I, so that that would be transmitted back to the viewer and even to myself. Cause when I, when I, as a viewer, like after I painted something, I see my paintings and I am influenced by them, by the energy that they're evoking. So, while I was painting the the self-portrait uh, Petar de Rio, for example, I I was I was painting it live, like with a mirror, to try to you know capture more than just my physical essence, but more of my spirit, you know. And I was channeling a, a blissful state and a very graceful. So I was smiling <laughs> a little bit, you know, just as light smile and um you know meditating and trying to feel very very at ease and very blissful so that people would hopefully feel the same way when they would see the painting and that's the element of of humor i always like to have humor because you know why not it's (laughs) life is always better when there's a few jokes so um, I mean, I find it really funny that 
I'm like so obsessed with my cats because they're just so fluffy and beautiful, and I'm always hugging huh. them and carrying them and kissing them. But they hate it, obviously. <laughs> so, so I I wanted to portray this one with a like kind of angry face, like and kind of annoyed. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, it's been wonderful talking to you about all this, I, and I want to wish you well with the show, and I encourage all the listeners to go see this show before it closes. Um, I want to ask you one more question, though, uh, a little off-topic. What are you reading at the moment? Oh, um, well, I've been reading for almost two years now because it's a huge book, and it's so difficult to read. Um, it's A Course in Miracles. It's very... It's a very complicated book because it has um, a lot of people don't like it because it it has a lot of reference to like it refers to the word God instead of like um, a universal consciousness or or whatever or other kinds of terms. But you know, I I think it's a very interesting book. But I've also something that's easier to read that I have here on my nightstand is. Um, um, Rick Rubin's book, uh, you know the. Um, oh yeah, the creative process. I think right. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And 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 um and I have I've read and done all those all those exercises in the Course in Miracles. I think it's an extraordinary book. It is a really odd one, a really weird book, but I've never read anything <laughs> like it in my life. I mean, just just to let you know, that changed my life. I think that. Uh, uh, kind of oh, extraordinary piece hear. of writing. Yeah, but I mean, you do have to not pay attention to the fact that they use the, the choice of words, right? Yeah, but you have to. You have to because I'm not religious theory. either. I'm not, I'm not interested exactly. in, 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 in depictions of God. But you know, I mean, there's stranger things in there than that. Like it seems to be narrated by or written by Jesus himself you know it's a it's a kind of bizarre book but the writing in it it's just like nothing I've ever heard of it something that you see in like the Dead Sea Scrolls it just sounds like it doesn't sound like it's written by a human being there's something extraordinary about that book I think uh, and I still haven't come up to the exercises like I'm still in, in the in the textbook so I can't text. wait to get to that part yeah. Well, Ulda, I just want to say thank you so much for talking with me. It's really been a pleasure, and I wish you well with the show. Thank you so much. It's been so great meeting you, and I really appreciate this. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.